Hey, Salt Lake, at the risk of being too personal, is your mattress sagging? If you are rolling into a taco every night, I am begging you to visit your local mattress warehouse and just try something a little firmer. Your spine is the center of your being, and I don't just want you to have good posture. I want you to Disney princess your way around this city, flush with optimism from a good night's sleep. Visit mattresswarehouseutah.com to find the location nearest you. That's mattresswarehouseutah.com. Today on CityCast Salt Lake, if you haven't had the crud this year, congratulations. You're on an island. It feels like everyone is getting sick, and now we're headed into holiday travel season during what's been dubbed a triple-demic. We made a little guide to the viruses that have been lurking in our city and went straight to the top to get it done. Dr. Angela Dunn, executive director of the Salt Lake County Health Department, is here with the facts. It's Tuesday, December 20th, 2022. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Dr. Angela Dunn, my first question for you, what happened to monkeypox? It was all over my timeline, and it feels like it's really faded off. So the World Health Organization and all U.S. public health institutions now call it MPOX for a variety of reasons. Noted. That uh, response went exactly as public health responses should go. Uh, We got in with the community that was at highest risk really early. We had a vaccine that was super effective and we had treatment that was effective and we were able to get it out really quickly and stop the spread. We have had zero new MPOX cases in the past couple of weeks here in Salt Lake County. So that was your like bread and butter public health infectious disease response. So it feels really good to have one of those in our pocket. Wow, yeah. I personally never got vaccinated. Should I now or is that off the table? Yeah, so still no. The highest risk population continues to be men who have sex with men. We didn't see it spread um, in the heterosexual community at all. So it really stayed localized within a specific community, which allowed us to provide the protection and treatment that was necessary for that community. So still not a risk for the general population and no need to get your MPOX vaccine yet. Okay. I trust you'll let me know if that time comes. Absolutely. It does feel like this has been the year of getting sick, like from MPOX to, you know, some of these more deadly viruses to just like the general crud has kind of been everywhere. I want to know, like, as we head into holiday travel, what's on your radar? What are you most worried about? Oh, man. And you hit the nail on the head. Everybody has been sick, it feels like, all early winter long. Um, I mean, in my own family, I've got a six-year-old who, you know, went to daycare throughout COVID and wore a mask and never got sick. And I swear he's had like four different fevers over the past few months. Um, Mm. So there's definitely the crud going around. Moving into the holiday season, I mean, the three big ones, right? Influenza, RSV, and COVID, they all attack the respiratory system and they are all circulating like crazy in our community And so with that really high amount of spread, what we're seeing is, of course, a lot of people getting super sick um, and being hospitalized, unfortunately, for all three of those. Yeah. I mean, what I read in the Salt Lake Tribune is that in particular, the flu hospitalizations are high. Is that correct? Yeah, we have seen, you know, I think we all remember those 
um, disease curves of COVID where you'd see the number of cases over time. And we do that for flu as well. And it is going mm. straight up, meaning tons of cases really, really quickly. Um, the flu is hitting us pretty early. We usually don't see a peak of flu until the end of February. So mm. to see it this high in December is worrisome, especially because we also have RSV and COVID circulating at high levels. Is it too late to get a flu shot? Absolutely not. I did mine in like October, but no. No. And getting in October was spot on. That's when we want most people to get it. But if you haven't gotten it yet, please get to your local pharmacy or one of our Salt Lake County health departments and get your flu vaccine, especially ahead of the holidays coming up. That's when we see a lot of spread. We saw huge surges after Thanksgiving. Um, and I think we're only going to expect more after um, the December holidays. Yeah. I have to ask, so you brought up that your kiddo was wearing a mask for the past few years, presumably because of COVID-19 in school, and is now like getting sick and seeing classmates get sick this year. Is there a causation between us like taking off our masks and letting our guards down and how hard we're being hit this fall by viruses? Yeah, that is definitely the hypothesis, especially for the young kids, because a lot of us build up our immunity in that, you know, two to five-year-old range. That's when mm. kids typically get the common cold, the snuffy, snotty noses, the, the mild coughs. But those kids who grew up at that time during COVID weren't exposed to things because we were so hygienic that now they're all getting sick. Those viruses like RSV are not more severe than usual. It's just hitting that group of kids all at once when usually it would be staggered over time. Hmm. Okay. Can you define what exactly RSV is? Because I feel like I had never heard of this thing until a couple weeks ago, and now it's on everyone's tongue. Not the virus, but the word. <laughs> well, and maybe the virus too. And maybe both. Yeah. Yeah. So RSV is a really common respiratory virus that typically circulates throughout our community in the fall and the winter. It really okay. impacts babies. So we're talking infants. So those kids less than a year old and the elderly. And then children who have lung conditions like asthma um, or um, older individuals who might have COPD. And it really is just a, a virus that affects the airways. Typically, it's really mild. Um, but in those young, old, or medically vulnerable, it can cause a lot of difficulty with breathing that can lead to wheezing, not getting enough oxygen throughout your body, and ending up needing to be in the hospital. The thing about RSV that makes it so hard to control is that we don't have a vaccine or treatment for it. So the only way to protect ourselves and our loved ones from RSV is literally to stay home when we're sick and, and not be around people. And that is that is hard to do for a lot of people, especially when kids need to go to daycare in order for their parents to go to work, right? Um, yeah. So we are just seeing it spread a lot right now. Well, and the symptoms you're describing are so similar, it sounds, to COVID-19 symptoms. Why don't we have a vaccine for RSV or why aren't we in pursuit of that? We are definitely in pursuit and knock on wood, we'll have one by next year. The fact that we got a vaccine in a year against COVID was literally a scientific miracle. Tons of money was pumped into that really, really quickly. That's not typically how vaccines are funded. They're definitely on a slower um, timeline than that. And so RSV has always been in the works. But as we saw with COVID, viruses change. And so that means the vaccines have to change. And so that scientific process for the RSV um, vaccine is hopefully coming to fruition by, by next year and we'll be able to get it out. 
Salt Lake City, what if this is the year you host Easter dinner or brunch? Harmon's makes big meals easy to prepare with delicious holiday specialties made from scratch. Just heat and serve, baby. Lay a pre-cooked honey ham on the table and absorb the compliments from your family or friends. They don't need to know you napped instead of staring down the oven. And if you're not the host but need something to bring, here are just a few of my favorite spring ideas. First of all, Harmon's fragrant Easter lilies will impress anybody's mom or delight a neighbor. Now there's no need to even heat up a pre-made side like deviled eggs or fresh cut pineapple, but bonus points if you transfer them into your own dish. And as listeners of this show well know, I will lose my mind if you show up to my house with Harmon's Hot Cross Buns. I invite you to make some new Easter traditions with Harmon's. It does feel like parents are really concerned about protecting their kids from RSV. And I know like Inner Mountain has been overwhelmed and they've been pushing back procedures. What kind of tips do you have? You know, the CDC did just come out with recommendations that during this holiday season coming up, if you're in a crowded public space, it is beneficial to put that mask back on because we're seeing so many respiratory viruses circulate. Mm -hmm. As a parent of young kids and and myself, I think the, the best thing to do is really watch for symptoms in your kid. And if they wake up with that runny nose and cough, now's not the time to send them to school. If you're able to keep them home, do so yeah. to prevent that spread, but also to give them you know, the rest that they need in order for their body to be strong to fight it off themselves. If you're a kid, if you're a parent of a kid that's more vulnerable, um, definitely having them in a mask is the way to go this year. I have to ask because, you know, you described those symptoms of like runny nose, cough, like kind of the crud. But I feel like a ton of adults I know have been experiencing those symptoms this fall too. Myself included. Our lead producer, Emily Means, was down for the count for a while there. Should we be getting tested for RSV? Like, or should we just kind of stay home? The line, the wait times are not short right now in the county, I'm going to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, when there's a lot of people sick with symptoms, um, it's, it's good to know that people are wanting to know what they have. But I will say that if your symptoms are mild and you feel like you can stay home and um, fight it off yourself, there's really not much a test is going to do for you. Um, so the most important thing is to make sure you're hydrated, make sure you rest, and then stay away from, from other people you could get sick. Um, but of course, if your symptoms get more severe where you are... Um, you know, unable to to really function and you feel like you can't breathe as well, those are times to definitely go to the doctor or to the emergency room and get tested. But if it's just mild, there's really no benefit at this point. The, the caveat I will tell you is that flu is a little different because it really hits you all of a sudden and you tend yeah. to just feel like, you know, suddenly you have muscle aches and a fever. We do have treatment for that and it works best if you get it within the first 48 hours of symptom onset. So that's a call to your provider and typically a virtual visit, um, and you can pick up some antivirals to help you weather that storm. Yeah. Telehealth is a real game changer for people that have access to that. I had access to it and didn't even realize it until recently, and it is nice to be able to just zoom in and see someone. Absolutely. Okay. I want to ask you for a COVID-19 update, because basically this time last year, we were being wrecked by Omicron. Is there a similar variant in our future or something making the rounds right now? Yeah. So knock on wood, we are doing fairly well for COVID-19. We're really tracking our emergency room visits due to COVID and also our hospitalizations. And 
they have been very stable over the past eight weeks. We aren't seeing a huge increase. Definitely a bigger increase than we saw over the summer, but it's nowhere near not just the Omicron winter, but the winter before that. We yeah. are we are holding pretty steady. I am worried about what January and February will bring after the holidays because what, like less than 10% of our community has gotten their bivalent booster. And we know that immunity wanes from those first couple vaccines. So get your booster and we'll keep doing all right. Yeah, I got mine. I actually did the booster and the flu shot at the same time, which I kind of recommend because you knock it out, but it did kind of put me on my butt for like 12 hours. So <laughs> maybe do it on the weekend. It is crazy though. You can't predict it. Um, some people mm-hmm. do totally fine and some people don't. So I agree with you. If, if, you're going to miss work. Maybe do it on the weekend. OK, the word triple-demic is getting a lot of traction. I'm <laughs> seeing it everywhere for describing where we're at right now. And I guess I just want to ask you, since you are an expert, is that is that accurate? Like, should we be throwing around the word triple-demic? Is that really where we're at? You know, I think it's very catchy. And I think <laughs> it does the job in terms of getting people's attention to say, there is a lot of stuff going around that can make people really sick. Take care of yourself. I will say that the flu, this happens every year. We have an epidemic of flu every year and RSV and probably COVID moving forward. So I think this is something that we have to get used to in the sense of knowing what we can do as individuals to protect ourselves. What makes this really challenging this year is also our workforce shortage. I mean, we're feeling it in all areas of our economy, but our hospitals and our healthcare providers, it is tough to staff up our hospitals um, with appropriate staff. So so some of the overwhelming of our hospitals is definitely because of staffing shortages as well. So there's a lot going on this year that hopefully we won't have to go through next year. Yeah. Dr. Dunn, is there anything else you think that we should touch on or cover? I hope that we all recognize the importance of staying home if we've got symptoms, especially from our holiday gatherings. As hard as that is, we don't want to get each other sick. Um, and get out there and get your flu vaccine and your bivalent booster. Bivalent's open for everybody six months and older now. So okay. even the littlest among us can get it, and I highly recommend it. Okay. Dr. Angela Dunn, Executive Director of the Salt Lake County Health Department, thank you so much for your time. Happy Happy New Year. Yeah, happy holidays. It's always great to talk with you, Allie. Utah's current seven-day average for COVID-19 is 466 cases per day, which is actually a pretty solid drop from the previous week. Meanwhile, Governor Cox joined 24 other governors in asking the Biden administration to reinforce the idea that the COVID-19 pandemic is officially over by ending the federal public health emergency. The letter accuses the feds of, quote, artificially growing our population covered under Medicaid, To which I have to say, what's so bad about more Utahns accessing affordable health care? Our uninsured rate is currently at about 9 percent, which is above the national average. Pulling back more Medicaid coverage probably won't make that better. Plus, in 2018, a majority of Utahns voted for Medicaid expansion when it was on the ballot. Your state likes health care, Governor, and Medicaid. Please don't be partisan. Now, if you don't feel well and can't get in to see a doc, the New York Times put together a really handy chart for differentiating your symptoms between COVID, RSV, and the flu. I linked it in the show notes, and it's on our Instagram, at CityCastSLC. 
It might also be helpful if you just don't want to check in with the doc, given how overwhelmed hospitals are right now. That's all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. All I want for Christmas is for you to rate and review the show and tell a friend or neighbor about us. Thank you for listening. We will be back tomorrow morning with more from around this city. Bye. It's an all hands off deck situation. (laughs) Got it, Ellie. I'll try to comply. (laughs) That's not my uh, reputation, though. (laughs) Oh, we know.